that happened to me when I was on the on the talk show one time. I was I was futzing with I was do, using a different machine than I normally use, and I listened to it, and I I sounded like I was in a like a fishbowl. So. I felt terrible. I oh, felt no. terrible. I was like, I had to go to John and say, "Oh no, I did the I screwed it up." And he was like, "It's okay, I got the." Yeah, I uh, I recorded with K with uh, Casey Liss last week. Uh huh. And we like we needed to like reboot both of our machines to get <laughs> the start. <laughs> I think we just sounded like robots for like the first couple of times that we called each other. <laughs> you know that the whole robotic like yeah. auto tuning. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. that, that, that. <laughs> That would be a, that would be a nice podcast though. That would be an interesting, uh, interesting podcast yeah, take be... style. <laughs> <laughs> the, like modern art, yeah. basically. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I guess we started. I don't. I don't have like a, a jingle or anything. Oh, okay. I just have a first question. That's that's always the same. Which is which is uh, who are you and what do you do? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Um, I am John Maltz, and I am now a freelance writer, I guess. Um, that's what I do. Um, so I used to, for years, I worked in like corporate IT stuff, doing, doing back-end database work. And, uh, and then finally, and, and on the side, I was doing Mac writing mostly. So I, was, I wrote my own stupid website for a long time called Crazy Apple Rumors. And, on the, and then I started writing for Macworld a little bit. And then I decided I liked that stuff better than what I was doing in my full-time job, <laughs> as often happens to people. And was my, my wife ended up going back to work a couple of years ago, so I was able to, to quit my full-time job. So we now both work out of the house, and we work pretty much part-time. She works a little bit more than I actually end up working, which is kind of nice after working full time for a number of years. So I mostly write. I write for MacWorld, and I write for. I've written for the magazine and uh, the Loop magazine, and some other places too. So, okay. So this is going to be a weird question, but I actually have this written down. And since you mentioned your wife, because on one of the episodes of the talk show, like. Uh, is that like uh, you know what I'm gonna ask? I think right? so. Cause I, yeah, because I. <laughs> I'm not completely sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. Let, let me ask because I wasn't sure. Like that was the first time when I listened to you and Gruber talk, where I wasn't sure if it was a joke or like if it was a something that was true. So what? Okay, I'm just gonna. What What does your wife okay, do? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought it was gonna be. She is a private investigator. Uh, yeah, which, okay, so that's okay. Kind of like, I mean, well, you know, not exactly like in the movies, but because she doesn't, uh, she doesn't follow people around and stuff like that. But she works for lawyers and does investigative work for for lawyers, and it's mostly doing interviews. She was a news reporter for years for the local paper here in mm-hmm. Tacoma, Washington, which is where I am. And she quit that when we got her, we adopted our son to spend some time at home, and then when she was. When my son started going to school, she was kind of like, "Well, maybe we should start doing something, you know, get back to work." And she was trying to think of something that she could do part time that wasn't journalism, since that's kind of a tough thing to be in right now. So yeah. she talked to us. she she had covered courts when she was the uh, working for the paper, and so she knew a lot of people in the legal community. And she started talking to them, and, and they said, "Well, hey, maybe you should do uh, you should do mitigation work, which is interviewing people about their." about backgrounds to uh, provide information uh, for trials and stuff like that. So she, she goes around and interviews people, which is sort of the same skill set as a, as a reporter. So, and then writes up what she, what she finds out. Okay. 
I, I somehow feel like I have to apologize for that question. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It sounds, it, sounds, <laughs> it sounds a little sexier than it is, I guess. <laughs> um, she does yeah. not have a trench coat. She does not carry a gun. Um, there yeah. is, I mean, you can, you know, there are private eyes that do, you know, you can, there's two kinds of licenses actually, and at least in Washington state, I don't know how it is other places, but you, you get a different license if you're a gun carrying private investigator, as opposed to just like, just oh, the okay. regular kind. And she's just the, she does not have the gun license. <laughs> well, yeah, but the business cards, cards look awesome. That's right. That's that, right. You know, yeah. You know. Yeah. And just saying it, you know, I'm a private investigator. People always, yeah, we, it's always been this way, but, you know, whenever we go to parties and stuff like that, it's, she, everybody wants to hear what she's, <laughs> what she's doing. Nobody, nobody wants to talk to me about anything. <laughs> well, okay. So we will talk about okay. you. <laughs> That's why I have to go on podcasts to talk to people. <laughs> um, so, okay. I did not know that you actually had an IT background. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, so like corporate IT, that means you were the guy that, you know, uh, comes and fixes people's computers well i mean i did a little bit of that because i worked i actually worked in the finance department um i so i got into uh this because they um how to even get it (laughs) into explaining this but i i got (laughs) i somehow developed a a background in in database work doing sql stuff and then i i was looking for a job for i was doing this like sort of like freelance and, and working with these people that i met after business school and and it was it was contract work and it wasn't very great uh, and it was, so I was looking for like a, a home I was looking for a place to hang my hat for a while and this financial services company in Tacoma was switching uh, accounting systems this is all dreadfully interesting now now you know why now you <laughs> know nobody talks to my wife and nobody talks to me but anyway they were switching accounting systems and they needed somebody who knew stuff about database databases and so I got into the department and then I kind of worked my way up to that I was I was running the project eventually and so I did project management too and and oh, then okay. uh, and then as things happened, you know, the project ended, you know, the, the financial system got converted and I ended up, you know, doing maintenance stuff for a long time, which was kind of boring. And that's why I wanted to leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I actually want to, yeah, the, the reason I ask is because you sort of, when you write about, this is going to sound weird, but when you write about Microsoft, <laughs> you, you sort of have that feel of a guy that was like a proper corporate student. Exactly, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, I suffered. I suffered in the trenches for years. Yeah, so I did that. Oh, yeah, I did that okay. like for 17, 17 years, kind of on and off. Because I quit for a little while in the middle, and then and then I went back because I I thought I thought well I'll go get a computer science degree. So in addition, in addition <laughs> to the two other degrees that I have, and and then I just I decided nah, I don't I don't want to go I don't want to go through the whole thing. I went through a year of it and and got enough information that I felt like I wasn't going to be a pro. I'm not a pro you know programmer programmer. So I knew I wasn't going to get into deep algorithms and stuff like that. So I didn't, I didn't stick around for the final year. <laughs> oh yeah. So you're basically like me because I have like a political science. Yeah. Degree. Okay. Yeah. Mine was in mine yeah. was in international <laughs> international relations. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, gra- awesome. my undergraduate degree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we we can both screw up a CMS. That's right. right. I mean, you bet. Both... Oh man, with the best of them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we, 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 I think there's like a special class of people that we're part of because we we sort of know more than ninety nine percent of the population, yeah. but like we know nothing compared compared to actual programmers. Yeah, but. and mine is the mine's the, I'm the worst because I I lo- originally learned on Access Microsoft Access, so <laughs> so there's just like you know I'm the guy that everybody hated. 
Um, and then I finally, <laughs> I finally got to the point where I was actually okay. I was I was coding in SQL on SQL Server and doing stuff that actually wasn't so bad. <laughs> but but when I started out, they were like, you know, when I worked with the IT department, they would just be kind of like, oh, God. <laughs> so so uh, so where where did the Mac stuff come in then? I I just I when I first when I got my first computer at home, I just I got a Mac because I knew that's what I wanted. That was I had used. You know, computers of friends back in the late '80s, you know, in college, and then I knew when I got my first computer, I wanted it to be a Mac because I had tried both, and it was just so much easier for me. <laughs> so, so I at home, I've always used Macs. I just had this split personality <laughs> yeah, until well. until recently, where I now don't. Although, you know, I have. I mean, I'm actually talking. I mean, my son wants to. He's into gaming. He would be a big gamer of course so he wants a so he wants a pc so we're talking about building a building a pc together well yeah but i think i think every kid should go through that yeah i've built every pc i've ever owned so you know i think at at one point you have to like you know stick the 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 core onto the motherboard (laughs) i think that's that's you know a right of passage somehow right 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 i I think so too (laughs) and changing the fans on the graphics cards (laughs) and stuff like that i I just swapped out a hard drive and an iMac over the weekend so i felt i feel kind of like <laughs> felt felt oh, like a, oh, yeah, that's felt a... like a golden god for a minute there. <laughs> that was hard. That was that was uh, that was tougher than I thought it was going to be. Because the iMac is kind of oh, yeah. tricky because you got to get the glass off and everything without breaking it. And... Oh, you have to take the glass off as well. Yeah, I just front... thought it was the back no, panel. No, no, oh, that's the okay. thing. That's the, it's I mean the, the memory is easy. It's just a little slot on the bottom, but the uh, hard drive is behind the behind the LCD. So you have to take the glass off the front. And then you have to like tilt the LCD out and unplug the. I mean, it's there's a whole, <laughs> a whole bunch oh, of stuff. Wow. And, and that... uh, thank God for iFixit because that's that's where I <laughs> go to find out how to do any of that stuff. Yeah, but that that's slowly going away. Yeah, I know, that's and that's like, yeah. yeah. And this is an old one, so this is like a 2007 iMac, and I got a uh-huh. I got a hybrid drive for it finally, and and it's it's I'm just I'm just trying to squeeze the last bits of life out of this thing <laughs> because it's working fine, and it's just um you know it's just serving like our our iTunes stuff up for the for the household, so it's video and mm-hmm. music and and stuff like that, and it doesn't need to be doing you know it's not doing any real heavy heavy lifting. So it's only got it's only got four gigs of RAM, and and I just put a terabyte hard uh, hybrid drive in there, so it's so it feels feels a little faster now, which is good. Well, yeah, I bet, but like the, all of that like tinkering, I don't, I don't know where that's going. Yeah, like I mean the new ones, like, and I thought about because I was thinking about buying just buying a new one, but then the new ones you can't even like the low end ones you can't even change the RAM, you can't even upgrade the RAM in them. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, basically, you, you you're stuck with what you buy, right? Right. I, mean, I think that I think the much... 27 inch you can. I, I think that's I got the sizes right, but the, the larger one you can actually change the RAM. I have no idea why that is that you can't change it on the smaller one, but it just goes by screen size for some reason. They're, I mean, they're obviously yeah. phasing it out. I mean, they don't want you to. <laughs> yeah, to touch the machine, basically. Yeah, yeah, they don't want you to do it. They don't want you to do any of that stuff. They just want you to buy. <laughs> By any machine, and to, you know, I mean, certain, this prices are going down, so it's a little bit explainable. But mm. still, but I don't want to. But yeah, the, easy for you to say yeah. over that in America. But yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. Um, yeah, because over here it's a little different yeah. uh, with the with Apple stuff. So yeah, yeah. but it's still but, it was still uh, more than I wanted to pay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
obviously. Well, yeah, yeah. Wait until you build the the PC with your son. You're gonna see the oh, prices yeah. then. You're just gonna yeah, yeah. just that, that should be. You can. It's easy to hate on Apple then. <laughs> like when you build your own yeah. box, it's like really easy to just you go what why. Am I, I saw paying? a bunch. Of, but, I did see a bunch of things. At least I mean, again, it's here. But I saw a bunch of stuff where people were comparing for the new Mac Pros. They were pricing them out on Dell's. Same thing on Dell's side. Oh, it, yeah. was, it was actually more expensive to get a Dell than compared to what you could get from out the, for the new Mac Pro. Yeah, but so. that that's usually because of the the course. When you're talking about Xeons, it uh-huh. almost doesn't matter. At some point, uh-huh. I think I think that's where it you know it gets really expensive, and you know those people usually spec them out with like terabyte SSDs yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so, right. You know, <laughs> at that point, it really doesn't matter. Like I don't know what the margins are with a terabyte yeah. SSD, but you yeah. Know. Uh, <laughs> no, but the, the the tinkering question is kind of an interesting one because even I, I'm more of a like an Android guy, I guess, because uh-huh. I write for a magazine as well. I test uh, gadgets and stuff, yeah. and I'm I got stuck with uh, everything Android and the uh, Kindle and stuff. Right. So and like even there, like with the exception of Samsung, it's pretty much over. Like the you know changing of the batteries with the phones and stuff, uh-huh. it's like really gone away. And I don't I don't know what to tell people anymore because you yeah. know. It's uh, it's got it's gotten weird because I think Apple started that trend and it's just yeah it it's not stopping and it's moving into the desktop space so yeah I don't know where, where it's gonna end and the Mac Pro I guess is a a result of that because you can't really do much with that machine is that is that like, right I, when, I mean you, you, after you configure it yeah I think after you configure it, I don't know how much you can do because just by yeah. the design when I looked at the board it, that's the most complicated and convoluted thing I've ever <laughs> like, I, I don't even understand how most of that works because I read the uh, Anand's review yeah like and that's just I yeah. I, I got lost yeah, I knew through. I was I just, never I'm not, I'm not in that market at all <laughs> yeah, not, I'm not that it guy used yeah. to, I mean I have a, I've got an old power Mac that was my machine before I had I got the iMac and you know just for um, household my services dad, stuff so yeah i, I upgraded yeah, my, that thing for years i had that for like 10 almost 10 years yeah my dad has a g3 oh really I think. yeah yeah no it's, it's not not in use anymore. oh okay he's a designer so he always had max yeah uh but i actually had to he had some old stuff on it that we needed to get off for his website and i actually booted it up after a, probably like 10 years uh-huh. <laughs> it just turned on yeah like, like it was yeah nothing. well my son when like, i got a I, my original Mac was an SE, and I sold it when I bought the next one. It's you know back in the early '90s, and but I kept I still had all these discs, you know these floppy discs because I because I'm a hoarder and I can't throw anything <laughs> out. And my you know I, well actually I did this before we got my son, but um, I decided I wanted to play those games again, and then I, and then like in around 2000 or something, I just got on eBay and bought another one, bought, a, bought the same. Basically the same SE for a dollar. <laughs> for a, a yeah, box, yeah, because they're basically though. just trying to get rid of it. Because at the time, it, it was you know you couldn't the recycling programs cost more than you know you had to pay oh, right. you had to pay to get rid of them. And I actually maybe you still have to I would have to pay to get rid of it. I don't even know, but but I've got it. <laughs> but I've got it here, and for a long time. So and then a friend gave me he found a Mac Plus on the side of the road, and he gave me that, and that also boots up. But I don't have the keyboard for it because it's got a weird, like a phone cord kind of plug for the. Keyboard. Oh yeah, I know that. So one. I yeah, can't. The... And, and I got on and I got an email. Oh, I got a keyboard for it. And the keyboards were like r- ridiculously priced, and I was just like, okay, I'm not going to pay like you know twenty four dollars for a keyboard for a you know a 
machine that's not <laughs> anyway so yeah, because i also have i already have the se that has a keyboard so so i was i played you know played around with them for a little while and then i just had them sitting there and so i used them as shelving i actually just put a board over the top <laughs> of the two of them and i've got i got comic books stacked up on, <laughs> on them and and then my my son um was playing an ios game called shuffle puck What's I can't remember what's it's called Shuffle Puck Cafe or something. I can't remember which one is which, but it's based on the an old uh, Mac like six what, what Mac OS six System six um, game System yeah, six, yeah. Game, game called Shuffle Puck, and I was saying oh yeah this game is I read that this game the guy who made this game based it off of that game and he's like oh do you do you still have that and I was like yeah we could actually play it so I. I had to prop the shelf up with something else and pull the se out but we were playing we were up here on over the weekend playing shuffle puck you know playing a 25 year old game or whatever it is <laughs> um and i and i got my old discs out and he started going through them and playing all these old all these old games and the thing works works great it's a 25 year old computer yeah which is kind of insane yeah it's cause... completely it's completely crazy it actually works i think it works better than some of the ones in the middle that i've got because i've got a I got an old iMac sitting here that doesn't work that great, and then I've got a, like a Pismo PowerBook that's that doesn't boot up very well. It's like seems like there's that window in the middle where some of that stuff it doesn't doesn't last <laughs> as long. Yeah, I think I think like the early ones weren't as mass produced, so I think yeah, like, you know the I, th- I think the a little more know, handcrafted the, the, just, and, and built more yeah, it's built, yeah built, kind of built like yeah. a tank. I mean, there's a lot of metal <laughs> yeah metal in there like. Yeah, it's a proper chassis, basically. Yeah, it's not really, yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it was. It's the same with PCs. I still have an old uh, Acer, actually. Oh, really? Which, yeah, which still works. <laughs> which you know, which you couldn't really say about most Acers nowadays. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That one actually still works. So, uh. so there's the old, the old, okay, so, old uh, stuff that really works, and there's the middle stuff that no longer works, and then the new stuff that still works because it's new. <laughs> Yeah, basically, yeah, that's, that's kind of, <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, I'm questioning the new stuff because, yeah. again, with, you know, no tinkering and stuff, I don't know how that's right. going to don't, pan I don't out imagine there. the stuff will last as long. Yeah, I don't, I mean, maybe the high-end stuff, I can imagine like a MacBook Pro, maybe, cause of, just because of the aluminum yeah. and the way that yeah, they're built. Yeah, those are built pretty well. Yeah, and I've tested a bunch of uh, Ultrabooks, like uh, PCs, like with Windows, uh-huh. and a couple of them are actually pretty solid. Like I, 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 I can imagine. Like I actually tested. Like, we're talking about Acer. Like I don't know. It cost over here. It cost like a thousand and seven hundred euros, which is just you know, <laughs> that makes no sense. Right, but right. it was a, like it was aluminum and stuff. So you know, it's kind of it has that feel that it might actually last. But you know, uh-huh. you never know. Right. What the. So I wanted to ask you about like uh, I guess you're a Mac writer or like yeah for the well, most part, well describe? for the most part I am I do so I mostly I mostly write about Apple stuff the Mac and, and but then I but then the stuff that I've written for the magazine and for uh, the one the thing that I wrote for Loop uh, were both just sort of humor humor pieces what kind of what I wrote for you know Crazy Apple Rumors was was really. <laughs> I really don't know what to call it, but it was, but it was mostly about the humor rather than about Apple. It just happened to be about Apple, but none of the, you kind of had to know a little bit about Apple, I guess, but the stories were just, were, I mean, I I would write about the executives getting a puppy. All the executives pooled their money together to get a puppy. It doesn't, it doesn't have anything to do. And I could have written that story about any company or about anything. And then I just make up stuff. And that, that's, I have the most fun writing that kind of thing, obviously, 
Um, and the Mac stuff, the Apple stuff, just it, it interests me because I'm interested in Apple. I have them, you know, I've been using them for years, their computers for years. So it's a makes it makes me some more money and and is something that I'm interested in. But I have I have most fun writing the the humor stuff. Yeah, because the the magazine piece was about your dog, basically. Yeah, so I had yeah, I wrote one about the dog, and then another about well, no, the other one was sort of about technology, but not about Apple in specific. Because I was I was pretending that I was leaving my family for a year to focus more, spend more time with my gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't read that one yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna find that one on the side. <laughs> the, the, see, that's the basically the main reason I wanted to talk to you because you have this. Uh, I know you thread the 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 line of snark and like almost offensive. <laughs> like I don't <laughs> sometimes actually not, offensive. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you know that that's usually in the eye of the yeah. beholder. But, and I know, think I'm, that's what happened with that with that piece where I was saying that some people. I mean, there was, I was saying I was kind of I was trying to make I was trying to make fun of the people who because that, there was that guy who made a big deal about leaving the internet for a year. Um, uh, Paul Miller. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And yeah. and I was kind of trying to poke a little bit fun at, of doing it as sort of a stunt, and and some people didn't quite get that it was just satire about that, not about. I mean, I I understand having a kid personally. I understand how you do have to put some of this stuff away for a while in order to just like <laughs> spend time with real people, and and sometimes that can be that can be challenging, um, but. And I, but I, under, I do understand the importance of that, and I wasn't trying to make fun of, like, you know, if you're if you if you're thinking, yeah, I should spend more time with my family, yeah, go ahead, spend more time with your family, absolutely. Um, but it's just like the people who who the, the more grandiose, <laughs> like I'm doing this, for, yeah, you know, and then they're going to write about it's, it, then they're going to write a book about it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, that, it, it, well, it, 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 well I'm gonna, I was going to say douchebag, but that's probably, I don't, <laughs> Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I didn't read, and I didn't read any of his stuff, and, and it's, you know, it's an interesting experiment and everything, but, but it doesn't, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not placing a huge amount of weight on it, obviously, because I'm poking fun at it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so, so where, where does that style come from for you? Like, how did you, I mean, I guess the crazy Apple rumors side, but I don't, I don't know, I mean, you, you sort of do it in a way that I really like the very nice website. Like that's you're in my RSS feed. So like, I just, I, I don't know how, how did that style come about? God, for I, you? you know, I don't, I don't know either. Um, I, I, <laughs> I, cause I've been writing, I've been writing like this forever. I just, I, I wrote a P, I wrote a little thing on my time. I also have a Tumblr cause I've got, you know, I can't, <laughs> short attention span <laughs> i have to have something on everything and i my tumblr i just is for dumb really dumb stuff and but i over christmas i wrote a piece of just a little piece about how i spent one christmas in a denny's one christmas night in a denny's in tokyo because i missed i missed the last train out of town uh to where i was living at the time and i just got a i went so i was like okay what am i gonna do so i went to a 7-Eleven, which was open, and got a pen and a pad of paper, and I went to the Denny's and just ordered coffee all night long and, and sat there and write, wrote. And I, the thing that I wrote was just, was exactly what I write today, and this was back in 1985. And it's just dumb <laughs> stream of consciousness, like pulling things out of out of my head someplace and try, trying to tie them together. 
I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Good. I don't yeah. have an answer. I don't really don't have an answer for that. So because I've been doing it for you know obviously like almost thirty for thirty years, and and I I remember the I mean, one of the things that I remember in junior high school was I had a teacher who just made us all write. Um, so she you know you got to get a you get a notebook and you're all gonna write and you're gonna write every single day and it, you know don't don't worry about what you're writing about just write something and. One of the things that I wrote, I wrote Conan like fan fiction. I wrote, I was reading the Conan books at the day, you know, the, the Robert Howard uh, books at the time. And it was just like, so I wrote my own Conan stories for a while. And I, I'm sure there, I, I don't, I think I've long since burned that book, which I should have, <laughs> but it was all horrible. But that's just how, you know, how I got into, originally got into writing and just always wanted to write since then. Yeah, well, you see, that is an answer. But I don't know. I just, I, I sort of, I really like your style because it's, like I said, it's like it borders on the offensive. <laughs> never, for me, it never really gets there. And I don't, because I wanted to ask you how, like, what's your, like, what's your inner barometer like for those, for that, <laughs> that stuff? No, I'm so serious. Yeah. I really want to know. And it's changed, like, it's when changed you, over the years. I mean, if you go back and read some of the early crazy apple rumor stuff, it's a little, it's much more, I think it's more offensive. <laughs> I've managed to, I've managed to thread the needle a little bit better than I used to. Cause it, it, yeah, I don't, I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to piss anybody off. I don't want to make anybody angry. I don't want to really offend anybody. I just want to make people laugh. <laughs> So, so how do you decide when, like, when you've gone over that line? Now, I'm talking about now. So, like, when you write something and you read it and you say, "Ah, oh, well, this is maybe a step too far." Like, what, what, what's your criteria? I think I've gotten, I've gotten a lot better about putting myself in the place of someone who, uh, you know, <laughs> who know, who's, who know, <laughs> putting my self in the place of someone who knows the person that I'm kind of making fun of or is the person I'm making mm-hmm. fun of. Um, that's really kind of, yeah, it's just, you know, it's an empathy thing. It's trying to, <laughs> trying to say, okay, if this was me, how would I, how would I feel? Uh, and, uh, and trying to, trying to make it so that it, it seems funny to them too, as opposed to offensive. Oh, okay. That's a good, yeah, that's you know, a, that's kind of, that's, yeah. the, that's really the trick. And it's, and I'm sure, and I know I don't, I don't always get it right, and I'm sure I say occasionally say things that I shouldn't say, <laughs> and write things that I shouldn't write. But you know, I'm not the only. Well, yeah, I'm not the that, only person on that, the internet doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that that sort of ties into my next question because um, uh, when I talked to Casey Liss, they they had a, this whole section after the ATP uh, show where they talked about like uh, listener feedback. Uh-huh. And it's like it, it amazes me because like the market in America is so much bigger, but it's it, it bigger. It, it amazes me how like tone deaf people can be, and <laughs> like the stuff that like offends, like the the reviews like even Gruber gets now with the whole one star thing and you know yeah, all of that. Yeah. Like how how do you like I, I'm I, I'm not sure if I should ask how do you deal with that, but like how much of that like informs your writing like there's that there's going to be some like a small percentage of just tone deaf people that won't get it no matter how much effort you put into you know right. that trick you explained earlier like yeah uh well <laughs> i mean i read i don't get i obviously don't get as much as like as as john does uh it's, but i you know i read it, so i read it, all, all the feedback that i get i just i try and take it seriously i mean i i try and listen 
and sometimes sometimes I think you know think maybe okay maybe that was maybe maybe that guy's right or but I don't know it's just (laughs) you have to you have to make your own judgment calls and you have to sort of everybody has to decide where they want to draw their own line but at the same time you have to listen to feedback you have to make sure that you're actually hearing what the person is is saying because and sometimes people don't express themselves very well and <laughs> uh it's hard to divine what the real what, well, the, real the, compl- the, what the real complaint yeah. is and and understand what the person is is complaining about I, but you I, are in the camp where you're you're, you're gonna read all of the feedback yeah because right? i don't and get then... i don't get so much that i shouldn't <laughs> <laughs> um I would love to have that problem where I have so much feedback that I can't. <laughs> I can't oh, so, I yeah, can't be one all. of those guys. I don't, respond, yeah. I don't necessarily respond to it all. Uh, I don't necessarily have the time to do all, do that, but I definitely I definitely read everything and, and try and take it seriously. So if somebody out there has sent me a message, please know that I am listening. <laughs> <laughs> I, and it, and there have been incidents in the past where it's taken me – you know, where my first reaction has been, oh, this guy's, a, you know, blah, blah, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about, blah, blah, blah. And then over time, it's, you know, sunk in where, oh, actually, okay. <laughs> I understand yeah. better now. And and many of these instances are just, you know, can either be misunderstandings on both sides. You know, because you get, I mean, you know, everybody gets into arguments on the internet. So... Really? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you're not if you're not getting into arguments on the internet, I'm not sure. You're, you're not on the then internet. You're not then, really on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> we have to talk about podcasts, I guess, because yeah. you just started a new yeah, one, so I have, I actually, which I saw, I, I think, news. like today or yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So and just so you know, like you guys stole the idea from uh, <laughs> uh, like one of my co-hosts who wants to start that exact po- podcast. Oh well, and he's gonna be listening to this. Plenty, yeah, plenty of room he, for more. <laughs> plenty of room. Well, it's gonna be in Slovene, so you know. Thank you. Well, not, there you not... go. There you go. That's, that's <laughs> so yeah, explain explain the the new show. I so guess. myself and Lex Friedman and John Armstrong have started a show called Turning This Car Around, and it is about fatherhood. So every week we discuss a particular issue on fatherhood. And it's kind of, I think it's good because we have a good mix of different fathers on the podcast because Lex has like three kids and John's got two kids who, who he's, you know, uh, he's got an ex who's helping parent the kids and he's parenting the kids and they have to do that separately and work between the two of them. And then my wife and I have, uh, you know, we have adopted our son nine years ago so uh it's i think it's an interesting we get we have enough to talk about in every <laughs> every episode and we've got <laughs> we've got decidedly different experiences so that's that's good and we've got we got a bunch of episodes in the can and we just we just dropped the first uh the premiere the premiere oh, so episode today oh so you pre-recorded most yeah of, like, so we have we've got there. a bunch that we got we got backed up and i think we're gonna meet again in a couple of days so we're we're hitting the ground running hopefully awesome so are you going to do seasons or is this going to be just an ongoing thing or uh, you know we don't I think, think seasons think we are know. in now yeah i know i think and when we we've talked about that i think we'll go for a while and just see how how we're doing and see if we want to cap it at a season and take a little rest and then come back but no, so far we're still 
we still we haven't run out of things to talk about. We got plenty of plenty of things to discuss. So, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I, as I noted on, on my site, um, the advice any advice that we offer is offered as is. You know, <laughs> do not, Which you see, we are not we are not setting ourselves up as people to necessarily listen to. More, it's more. I think it's more people to, to commiserate with. Yeah, that's it's going to be like 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 neutral ones, a casual parenting it, it, podcast. Yeah, there, you, there you go. Um, um, we are not professionals. <laughs> so I don't know if they I don't know if they, if they had the phrase turning turning this car around where you were from, but that's a that's a. Oh, oh, I think that's universal. Is that universal? Okay. Is that father's father yeah. say that everywhere? Basically, yeah. Turn. Well, at least my dad did. Okay. So I guess it's the same in Slovenia. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Yell, yell into the back of the car. <laughs> Basically, yeah. 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 Only the, the car was much smaller. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. The the gas the gas was basically socialist. Yeah. So, you know, that, that was, like that, that was the difference. But yeah, <laughs> I think the phrase was the same. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah, but the car was a ripoff of an Italian design. So just so you know, uh, like a Fiat design. The, ca- the uh, car, okay, that, the d- car that we have in, as the logo for uh, for the show is actually looks very much, almost exactly like the car that you know I initially had when I was when I was a kid, or my parents had when I was a kid. So, which was oh god, I can't remember. It's some some big old Chevrolet thing. I mean, with the, with the wood paneling on the side and and you know. No, no, no seat belts in the back. I, I mean, we just, you know, we crawled around back there, and I was always in the back. I, you know, there were three of us boys, and I was the youngest, so I was always in the back, like in the just sliding around in the, <laughs> in the way back on that, on like that metal, metal floor. Yeah, but che- Chevrolet over here now, it, it's basically, I don't know if you, they uh, they bought, uh, I think, I don't know how to pronounce the old company, but it was like Daewoo. It was like I think it was a Korean oh, yeah, car da- company. Daewoo. Yeah, yeah, Daivu. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and then like Chevy bought them. I oh, guess really? Chevrolet oh, I bought that. them. Okay. So every Daivu car over here now is a Chevrolet. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, which is, which is weird because you know Chevys are known for like pretty big cars, right? So, like, right. Overseas, right? But over here, the, you get like the Chevrolet Spark, which is basically the size of my shoe. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> it's like a really small. Like I don't. You know, you should Google it. You'll yeah. see. It's like a, it's a strange little car. So my parents, yeah. my parents gave me their old their old Chevy wagon uh, when I went to college. So this was wasn't the original one, but it was the it was like the they got a they got a oh, Volvo what? wagon for a while. They had a Volvo wagon for a while after that that original one, and then they got the, they got a Chevy wagon. So it was a Chevy Malibu Classic, which is what I ended up taking to college my senior year. <laughs> it's just like is that is that the one with huge. the wood paneling? No, no. The, so the original oh, the one no, that okay. I had when I was a little they had when I was a little kid had the wood paneling. This uh-huh, one was okay. a gigantic silver thing, from, you know, from the from yeah, the eighties. Um, so you were the period. cool, the cool kid. Oh yeah, was just, <laughs> just that that thing was a chick magnet, <laughs> just swimming in babes, you know, because you're driving around a station wagon. <laughs> I look like a real provider. I'll, I'll take care. <laughs> Yeah, which is what which what is why women I, in college look for. Yeah, they were not interested in me at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know where to segue from that. <laughs> Somehow, I managed to get married eventually, but out of, out of college, did not meet my wife in college. 
Well, yeah, well, I can imagine. Like, I don't think like a woman that somehow became a private PI <laughs> yeah, would right, go for a like guy. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, provider, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Stability. Uh, okay, so and uh, like the other podcast you do, which I get, I don't know. You're you're basically you're like a like a you're the special guest star of the talk show, right? That, that's how <laughs> I quotes, put it. In a, with air yeah. with air quotes around the special part. <laughs> meaning well, meaning yeah, not special <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know like, like you know like in tv series they basically have like you, you, they have guest stars and then you have special guest stars yeah. so special guest stars are usually guys that show, show up, up repeatedly times yeah. yeah yeah so you're that guy basically yeah so i yeah when when john said that he was he was <laughs> moving to the mule network he said he wanted something basically wanted me to I, I so we worked this out i'm his tony ramble which is if you've watched david letterman show back when he yeah. had it when he had it originally on and now i can't remember i guess on nbc uh tony randall was always the guy that would come when when a guest wouldn't show up because tony randall lived in manhattan and was like apparently like a few blocks away or something and, and would just hop in a cab and come over and and then he'd talk with tony randall whenever he didn't have anybody so i'm his i'm his tony randall yeah, because that, that's how I sort of first, uh, first heard about you. I mean, I, th- I think I read you a couple of times before that because I, I, a, a bunch of people link to you all the time. But, like, that's the first time I was like, who the hell's John? Yeah, right. The, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's going to be two Johns? That's a lot, of people, like, a lot uh, of people were like that when I was on that episode, <laughs> the first episode. Like, like yeah, I think, like, you guy? know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm, I've been a fan, like, from the first episode, you know. And I love the fact that Gruber like basically dissed you. I think the first guy like I'm gonna get like better guests next time, not moths. Like that, that's right. That was my favorite right. line. <laughs> well, that's it. The guy English was on and and uh, and he like a few weeks ago and said something like, "You should get you know." He told John, "You should get Jean Louis Gasset on here. You shouldn't be messing around with me and moths, <laughs> losers like us." <laughs> Yeah, but like, like I, I, I have a little bit of a background in radio because I, I still do a radio show here, like a morning thing for like, uh, it's oh, yeah, like yeah, a short that, show, yeah. like a, t- yeah, and uh, <laughs> like I, I sort of, I sort of like you guys have pretty great chemistry, like you and Gruber. I, I think, yeah, like, I don't know, you, you sort having, of play having, well. Having been drinking with him for a number of years, it's, it's, it's easy to, <laughs> it's easy to talk. To him. <laughs> Yeah, alcohol always you know, helps. Like, I guess you know, that's the walking back to the hotel at four o'clock in the morning with John and Amy. <laughs> you get to know. You I... get to know somebody. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine. So, uh, and you're the guy he calls when he watches Mad Men, or is that is no, that the fastest? No, that's, yeah, I, I always... I think that's probably that's somebody else. I don't watch. I actually don't watch Mad Men. All right, see, I've that, seen that... the first episode, but I have not seen. Oh, that, that's that. I know it's crime. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so no, that, that's so many enough. shows, so little time. Well, no, but you just have to watch the good ones, you know. <laughs> There's you a just lot have of to good watch, shows like... now, though. I mean, you know, yeah. I think about it when I, compared to when I was growing up, and, and we got, you know, three channels, and, and most of it was just junk. Now it's like, you yeah. can't, I can't even keep up. Yeah, it's the same here now. Well, and the internet and yeah. other means of obtaining stuff, but... Uh, like oh uh, we have you're probably gonna appreciate this we have a uh, we got this new channel I, I'm at a cable provider here like in Slovenia in Ljubljana and we just got like a channel I think like six months ago which is called CBS Drama 
And I thought, well, maybe it's going to, you know, have some, like, new stuff. And it's basically all Matlock and Hawaii Five-0, the original. <laughs> like, that's... Yeah. Like, the every stuff time. That I, the stuff that I know. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but it's like, it's subtitled. So I think they thought they were going to be able to get away with it. Since, you know, like, it's supposedly new. But, yeah, it's awesome. Because I've never seen, like, I have seen Matt. I've watched Matlock in the 90s for whatever reason, and I actually liked it. So I'm, I don't even want to go into that. But, like, <laughs> I, 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 I never saw, like, when I was 12, which I guess excuses it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I've ne- I never saw, like, Hawaii Five Out, the original one. And, you know, now I saw 15 minutes of one episode, and, you know, then I gave up. Uh, yeah, actually. I can't. I, I don't think you can go back. I mean, I just, I don't, that stuff doesn't hold, most of that stuff does not hold up at all. Yeah. But I think it's going to be different with the, the like, something like The Wire and uh, even Mad Men and maybe uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah. I think that stuff might yeah. have a longer shelf. The like, things, I haven't gone back to watch things like Hill Street Blues that were, you know, things that were solid dramas of the time. Uh, you know, like, I don't know, Matt Locken. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, what else would be a good drama from maybe an earlier period yeah well because it's all gonna be network tv right right and when it's network tv it's gonna be 23 episodes of basically like bullshit and then yeah some plots right right it's all gonna be and it's all beginning you know they can only go so far yeah and and everything's four seasons too long basically (laughs) like it it runs for like and then it just just fizzles yeah and there's that then there's the episode when yeah, and there's always the episode where they're stuck in a cabin somewhere, you know, that episode, <laughs> which is like in every American TV of show course. at some point. And uh, we're stuck at the airport episode, and, you know. <laughs> and, yeah, that's usually how it goes. But yeah, you should, yeah, like, uh, okay, I don't know what we're talking about now, but you should watch Mad Men. I <laughs> yeah, think that was, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. It's, it's... And Matlock, just watch an episode of Matlock. <laughs> That one I'm definitely not doing. Yeah, I know. The other one I feel bad about. That I do not feel bad about. Yeah, but, like, okay, I'm just going to do one more random Matlock fact. Like, I I don't know why, but uh, when I I watch it, like, Andy Griffith, like, that's the guy's name. Yeah. Like, I knew him as Matlock. I had no idea he had this whole thing before that. Yeah, he was, like, a big thing before Matlock, right? And he had... I mean, I remember him from the Andy Griffith show. Yeah, and I've never seen na- that. You know, like, I mean, and, and I can't even remember. I think he wasn't even called Andy Griffith in the show. Was he? I don't, th- I don't know. I think he, he was a sheriff or something. Yeah, he was or, a sheriff, and that was where that was where Ron Howard got his start. Oh, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Um, you know, he was the, he so was the little Howard kid. Has... He was his son. Um, ah. and he was just a little kid at the time. You know, well, I mean... Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Andy Griffith show. Yeah, 19 started in 1960. Um, awesome. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was called the Andy Griffith Show, and he played Sheriff Andy Taylor. It wasn't even oh, it wasn't okay, even so his character's name in the show, <laughs> which I think is like very weird. <laughs> yeah, but I think you had like that. That's old school, yeah. like Hollywood TV, right? Right. When the star was more important, basically. Apparently, yeah. Um, and so Ron, yeah, yeah, Ron Howard and Don Knotts were in it. Um, yeah, Don Knotts showed up in Matlock. That's how. Yeah, I know way yeah, too much about Matlock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sort of regretting this is being recorded now. Oh, <laughs> 
Oh, and, and Jim uh, and Jim Neighbors appears in it as Gomer Pyle. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just looking through. I guess I'm looking that through was, the IMDb entry on this, and yeah, and see, he was definitely a special guest. That oh yeah, yeah, that but was, but in that, like a whole bunch of episodes, it was a long running show that ran for a crazy amount of time. Um, okay, and maybe did Gomer Pyle spin off from that? I don't know. Um, but anyway, yeah. How watch do we get? Mad okay, Man. so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, the moral of the story is watch Mad Men. <laughs> Okay, so okay. Before we go to your hardware and software, which is what I'm gonna, what I'm gonna ask uh, you about okay. at the end. But I just, I just wanted to talk to you about, I guess, Apple a little, and maybe um, uh, with uh, in relation to Android. So just switch gears, I guess. Okay. This is a great segue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I actually just because you seem like you're you're an Apple guy, I guess, with whatever that means. But you seem to have like a level-headed approach to the whole thing. Yet you you don't have that whole tribal. I do, I do now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, well, used maybe, to, I, I, I was much more. Yeah. I mean, it's easier. It's easier now. But back in the '90s, of course, you know, you had to be you had to be a lot more defensive. <laughs> yeah, I, I can. Yeah. And I think because, that lasted. Yeah. You know, that lasted through maybe the middle part of like the two early 2000s but you know now I've, i'm kind of like okay i mean it's not like you know apple's not going out of business i don't need to be so defensive about everything yeah but i think like a bunch of you guys i think transitioned well because you know when when i first started like you and gruber and i don't know who else I'm, you know but like when i read some of the stuff from like the 90s like or uh, i guess early 2000 late 90s like yeah I, I think some of you guys did that transition gracefully from apple being this company that was going out of business to the thing that it is now yeah. whereas i think i think that's pretty rare i guess or maybe i don't have the whole picture but i think a lot of you guys sort of did that the the, the right way if you know what i mean like you're not you're not douchey now basically <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're like you had all of the prerequisites to just be really annoying guys we're, we're, we're like you know we're on top now yeah I mean, I, you know, there's, there's obviously, I think there's still, still some grandstanding, but, um, yeah. I mean, and I have, you know, I'm a, to at least a little degree, I'm a multi-device household. I've got a, I've got a Nexus Seven, and you know, I'm going to build my kid a PC and stuff like that. So I, I'm trying to, trying to be a little more open-minded <laughs> than I was back. <laughs> and I, and I, and now I have to because. It was easier when I was working, you know, in a company where I had all that other stuff, basically. I mean, I was using Windows and other devices all day long. So I didn't have to. I had a, Black, I had a BlackBerry and a, you know, Windows laptop. So I didn't, you know, have to. You were I didn't have to, to be, I didn't stuff. have to have it at home because I got it, I got it at work, whether I liked it or not, which I, and I did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Particularly <laughs> the BlackBerry. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, and I realized that there are different different use cases and people need to decide for themselves what they're they're what they what's best suited for them i can't make a decision for somebody else so yeah you know, well, if, someone have... de- if someone decides they're they're better off with an android phone i don't you know go be happy <laughs> yeah well i'm i'm actually one of those people yeah so, and i can understand I, that I, I mean i and sometimes you know every once in a while i'm frustrated with apple devices but for the most part i they find they just suit my needs better yeah, but I think it's different, like for you guys, because you know Apple is in America, and then you know, everything yeah. you know was there from the get go and stuff, and you know, 
like everything everywhere else in the world. Well, not maybe like even not everywhere else, but certain countries. I think Slovenia got the 4S was the first one that was on day one, or maybe even the five. Yeah, like the the iPhone that got sold, you know. So before that, you basically had to buy it off contract for the full price in like Italy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> that, you gotta go to a lot of work. Yeah, and or buy it in, in the states, you know, and bring it over, which is the best case anyway. And then, ja- you know, and then the jailbreak dollar. it, and then yeah, and all the yeah. the whole song and dance, and you yeah. know, and Android phones were basically here on networks and you know right. on contract and stuff. So yeah, uh, yeah, it, it is a little different, but you know. Uh, so uh, the the last thing I wanted to ask you about, like the whole uh, you you're the. I guess the guy that keeps reminding me that market share doesn't matter. <laughs> I guess like, I think like every time that whole thing dies down, you have a post where you sort of like remind <laughs> everybody that, you know. Yeah, you basically point it out, and I think that that's that that's a good thing. That's um, <laughs> that, uh, I didn't mean to yeah. for it to sound that, like a bad yeah. thing, but yeah. <laughs> like no, seriously, because I think that that's an important. Like I think that's a reminder. Like most writers, like even on the Apple side, should sort of get because yeah. there's guys there that go too far the other way, you know. Uh-huh. Where it's like, you know, only the profit matters and stuff. And you just sort of point out the weird analyst predictions, which, you know, and that's my uh, question. Like, analysts, can you explain them? <laughs> I like, really I can't. Don't know. I really cannot. I really, I just don't, I no, don't no, but, get how some of these people yeah. are so, gain, no, so gainful and so gainfully employed. I mean, these people, I bet a lot of these people make some really good money. Um and yeah, but doing what? Cause yeah. I don't think there's like over here. There, there's n- nobody like that. That's like public. I, I don't even know where I'd go for like those predictions over here. Yeah, like, I don't know. And, who and it's does a mix it. of there's, it's a mix of Wall Street. I mean, there's a lot of Wall Street analysts who just don't seem to get Apple, and have never. And then also just like the consulting companies, um, the or the, the you know, sort of think tank places. Uh, like um, Forrester. Forrester's a strange example because I, I actually know a guy who works at Forrester who I think is pretty good, um, Frank Gillette. And, but then the guy that runs Forrester, like the, he's, he's constantly, he seems to churn out a post every, every once in a while that's just like the, the typical, you know, everything, <laughs> everything that I rail against. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just, it, it seems like there's this stuck mindset from the 90s about, okay, Windows won and Apple lost, you know, Microsoft, or the Macintosh lost because Windows got more market share and developers focused on on Windows. And that's going to happen again if, if Android, you know, gains critical market share. And I don't think it's just don't think it's the same situation anymore because I don't think it's yeah. I think, you know, the costs to entry are not the same at all as they used to be. I mean, you used to have to get your software into into retail stores in order for people to get. So you had to be a pretty big, you had to have a certain amount of infrastructure and leverage just to get started in the software business. And it's, it's not like that at, at all anymore. I mean, a guy, you know, you, one person can start to run a software company and be, yeah, be, be selling apps, you know, pretty quickly. And, Many of them are quite good, <laughs> you know. I mean, some of the best, some of the best software on iOS is, and and probably on Android is just developed by a couple people. Yeah, with companies you've never heard right. of before, basically. Right. Yeah. And, Although that that whole market seems to be 
like destroying itself with the free apps <laughs> and the in-app purchases. Well, it's hard. I mean, I think yeah, it's hard to to do it. But I mean, but there are still people who are doing it well. Yeah, well, that 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 is true. But I don't, I don't, I, I never saw that happening. Like, I yeah. that that's one of the things that sort of like surprised me. Because I, I, I thought I was thought I was one of those guys that had the whole uh, st- uh, Apple st- like the App Store figured out like that whole model, uh-huh. but now now it's gotten really just weird I guess because uh, even like I think Apple needs to release like a piece of software and just price it like twelve dollars <laughs> and this is like the new benchmark for a pro like a yeah. proper app right right. right. Something like that needs to happen because you just get like they're giving away stuff and like everything's free yeah. and I don't know where the, those people are gonna get like, yeah. money to eat, let alone like have power and internet and yeah. I mean, I hope prices. I hope the people who are selling their apps for a decent price manage to to keep doing that. Um, I know. I mean, locally there's the Omni Group, uh, which to their credit, yeah, to I their think, credit, yeah. I think they they they. They sell it at the price they think that it's worth, and it's a lot more than than what other companies charge for things. But I always I always like their software. Yeah, and they I think they have like a, a, a fan base is the wrong word. Yeah, but, yeah they've uh, got a they've got a critical mass already of people who use their stuff. Yeah, and now it's just like just, you want to use it across all platforms. Well, you know you gotta. <laughs> yeah, you're basically gonna pay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pay for the privilege. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay, so now we can go to your uh, hardware and software. Oh, my hardware and software. So, uh, yeah, so uh, hardware first. Uh, my main machine is a MacBook Air uh, 2012, like the, I think it was the second model up. So I got it's four gigs with 128 gig hard drive, uh, which I, and I love. Light up ten, the 10 or 11 inch, right? 11 inch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like... For the past two machines that I've had, I, prior to that, I had a PowerBook, a 13-inch PowerBook. The, they've both been the like the best. I've said they've been the best machines that I've ever had. The one before that was the black plastic MacBook, which I didn't actually like very much. Um, coming from a PowerBook, it was kind of I felt the plastic was sort of didn't feel as good to me. So, yeah. but it's nice, nice nice to get back to yeah, it's nice to get back to uh, the aluminum. <laughs> and I held out on the air because I wanted to get backlit keys. Yeah, and that's I think that came in 2012, and so that's when I pulled the trigger on that. So I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. And then I also have a MacBook or a uh, iPad Air that I got in November, and I just ordered so how, I just ordered a keyboard cover for that. Um, well, okay. The Zat- so how's the how's the RAM situation there? Is it really that bad? The pr- like the prices or. No, no, no. The, 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 the fact that it just has one gig of RAM. Because I've been hearing that a lot, even from people over here, that like they should, like the iPad Air just should have more RAM, basically. Oh, I haven't noticed. <laughs> I haven't noticed. Are you no, seriously? I, yeah, okay. yeah, no, it seems, it seems fast and responsive to me. I don't know. No, Is no, it, like, it, people just complain that the tabs keep reloading, you know. Oh. People that use like multiple tabs basically for browsing and stuff, they just get fed up with, you know, you know, they just drop off the end, basically. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, yeah. I guess I yeah. probably don't. I don't use it as much for browsing. I mean, it's mostly oh, okay. it's mostly um, entertainment and writing. So that's why I need the keyboard. I want the keyboard for it. But but it's mostly just game, game playing. So I got the Zag. I ordered the Zag. It's supposed mm-hmm. to come in a couple of weeks or something like that. Which also has backlight keys. So that was oh, that was why I switched because I had the Kensington prior for my previous 
iPad, which like which I like well mm-hmm. enough. I don't. I'm not. I, the, my big complaint is that is just that the keys are compressed. You know, they're not. It's not a full size. None of these are full size keyboards. So I'll have. Yeah, but some of them are less. More some of them are better. Yeah, yeah. Some are better than <laughs> others. But it's still kind of. I. <laughs> With the amount of writing that I do, I really need a, a full-size keyboard. And for a long time, I was using the Apple Bluetooth keyboard with my iPad. And oh, the Chiclet one. The thing, yeah, the... yeah. Oh. Which was nice, but it's you know carrying you know it doesn't it doesn't snap onto the iPad uh, the iPad, and it's you know carrying the two of them around is yeah not as not as easy. So I mean, if I got you know I got the iPad because I wanted something that's super portable, so I kind of need a a super portable yeah. solution and I gotta, I gotta get a snap on cover for that. So I'll be interested. Yeah, I'll talking... be interested to see. I guess I, it's gotten some good, the Zag's gotten some good reviews and uh, I'm looking forward to having something with backlit keys. Yeah. You're talking to a guy that actually bought an Asus transformer. You know? <laughs> so I use that, which, you know, well, uh, to be fair, I actually like it for, for writing. Yeah. For the, the other stuff, it's, you know, pretty mediocre but for writing it's pretty awesome because the keyboard dock has its own battery okay so you get like an insane amount of time yeah it's like like 16 17 hours oh, that's, i yeah, just that's forget good. to charge the thing yeah like constantly basically so yeah okay i digress so, <laughs> <on>. <laughs> so that's what that's my what i use for the most part and then like i said i still have this imac that we use in the house for for basically yeah. serving up entertainment options and you're on the iphone 5s I mean, oh yeah yeah and i have a, i have an iphone 5s yeah yeah so i got okay, so, i got it so, yeah i got it i mean just because i write about this stuff i gotta <laughs> i feel like i have to upgrade every year yeah and i actually bought verizon's they've got this like you can upgrade every year plan which is probably a ripoff but um Oh, definitely. I don't know the plan, but it's a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> if it's a plan and it's from it was from a carrier, it's a ripoff. Yeah, basically. Um, but you know, I just thought it'll be easier to do, and you know, I'll know I'll know that I can just say, "Hey, go in and say, hey, I want the new one.'" Oh, awesome! Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, as far as software goes, this is this is how I phrase this question every time. Just like the stuff you actually use, uh-huh. and start with your phone, and then maybe some iPad-specific stuff. Start like, with my phone. Know. Okay. Yeah. Just get the phone. Um, out. That's why I usually yeah. tell people. So, <laughs> um, so uh, Twitter probably is like the first. You know, every, every morning that's the first thing I fire up. But as far as like working on the phone, um, I use Vesper, which is the uh, thing that uh, Grouper and his nefarious gang put together which is which i like and i keep use it to keep track of uh story ideas and i can tag mm-hmm. them by like maybe, you know, who i might want to pitch them to uh what else i'm looking at uh oh byword is another um is a writing app oh, that the, i use yeah the markdown yeah, one, yeah yeah so i use that on the phone and the ipad uh, and the rest and for of Twitter, tw- uh, for Twitter, you use Tweetbot. Yes, right? for Twitter, I use Tweetbot, which, well, yeah, well. yeah, that's my, <laughs> um, that's basically, those are, the, those are the ones I use for the, for the most part. Instagram, uh, what else? Oh, yeah, I actually follow you on Instagram. Okay. <laughs> oh, really? Think, yeah. Okay. And on Twitter. This, sound, this is sounding weird, but yeah, you know what I mean. It's, uh, no, it's perfectly uh, normal <laughs> in, this, in this day and age. Um, 
Yeah, so that's I guess that's most of, and that's that's what I mostly use on the phone. And so what what do you use to post on your site? Are you like a Mars Edit guy or uh, I, just the CMS, the WordPress CMS? I use the WordPress CMS. I uh, I keep thinking I'm going to try Mars Edit, and I just haven't gotten around to it. I mean, I tried it years ago, like a long time ago, um, and just didn't get it into my workflow. And but I've been thinking about going back to it. But I currently I write everything in markdown in bb edit and mm. yeah for some reason it's just and it's just i think it's just because i'm just still doing the thing that i've always done <laughs> i think maybe they're <laughs> like you know, because i'm not using it to you know to write pro you know write css or programs or anything I maybe mean, once in a while i do but um it seems like there's a better at this point there should be a better thing for writing and for yeah. For Markdown, because many of these things will show you previews and, and stuff like that, which is nice. I just haven't changed my workflow yet to, in order to do that. So I, I try a number of different things constantly, but I like Byword. I I just I haven't been able to flip that switch yet. Um, but I keep evaluating that. So I, yeah, so I write everything in BB Edit, um, save to Dropbox, so that I can use it on you know I can get it on any of the devices. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's WordPress for, for posting. And yeah, because you use the journalist theme on the site. I yeah, like that theme. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, it's really nice yeah. and simple. I wanted something that was plain. And and I always had people comp- – I, mean, I used to have a, I had a site years ago that had bla- uh, black background with white text, and so I wanted – and people always complained about it. Oh, that. you were one of those guys. Yeah, awesome. people always yeah. – nobody, nobody – <laughs> you're, you're going to get somebody complaining if you use – Yeah. That's good. You know, Gruber just does what he wants to do. <laughs> well, yeah. And the rest I of think, us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think everybody else has sort of gone away from that, except for him. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I think Kotke did the thing where uh, it was the 10-year, I think, anniversary of uh, Daring Fireball. And I think Kotke posted, like, a, like a, here's a, the history of the design in an animated GIF, and it was just a screenshot. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, like that's one of those jokes that actually stayed with me yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> which is pretty i mean you gotta you know the fact that he's been able to stay with one thing for so long is actually pretty good i'm just not yeah, i'm not good I, enough at anything to design it that well to begin with <laughs> yeah i guess he he you know I think he's going to do it at some point, but that's going to be, I don't know how he's going to, Yeah. like, I don't want to be in his brain when he starts doing that. Yeah. That's going to be just like after 10 years changing something on that site, man. Yeah. I can't, like, I can't the, imagine the, how he keeps it, how it keeps it running. Really. I just, I have no idea what is involved in that. Cause he, I mean, he basically forked, um, uh, type kit, ty- right? Uh, no, uh, no uh, what's the yeah, CMS? Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, it starts with an M. Movable type. Movable type. Movable type. Yeah. Movable type. yeah. And I don't know yeah. when he did that. It seems like I'm assuming that he he forked a particular version and and has just been updating it on his own since then. Which is, you know, that is insane. Which, right? yeah, I, I, they, they, I, yeah, I don't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nobody's doing that. I, I think. I don't like. <laughs> I think he's alone in that. I look probably. forward to every WordPress update. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> oh, the last hey, one was nice. Yeah, like, the last one was really nice. Yeah, it looks, it looks yeah, good. Yeah, it's, it's gotten prettier, like a lot prettier. Yeah. yeah. Which, credit to them, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Okay, John, then my last question, which is also always the same. Uh, if you had to um, 
put a spotlight on one thing that actually made an impact on your life, which is a, like a physical object. I, I don't know, like it can be anything. I've gotten like, uh, I guess Casey Lee said the DOS manual was his answer. <laughs> and I've gotten like room heaters and stuff. So uh, anything goes. So if you had to pick one thing, what would that be? One thing. Uh... Yeah. I used to have a jo- I used to joke that um that Wi-Fi changed my life more than being becoming a parent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to quote that. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. <laughs> which which was not not, not really true, but kind of true. I mean it was like I mean I remember first getting Wi-Fi and it was just like oh my god, I don't have to sit in this one place. I can go out. I mean we had we had an old house at the time that we liked to sit on the porch and we were just, we would a, were able, cause we could watch the traffic go by. It was on a reasonably busy street and it was fun. And people would, would walk by and drive by. And, and there was a, a really nice uh, old mansion across the street. Like it was, that had been the, the been the warehouser, which is like a local lumber family. It had been the warehouser mansion years ago. And then was sold to it was a seminary at the time that we were living at that house and and they often had weddings there and we would there was just like so much to see out on our porch and Mm -hmm. you know we got to the finally got to the point where we could sit out there with a with a gin and tonic and and with our laptops (laughs) my wife and i would sit there and just like oh my god this is this is the this is it this is it right here it doesn't get any better than this (laughs) so I know that's my that's yeah. my that's my joke answer, I guess. But I mean, but probably I would say that that Mac SE that I that that I first got. Oh, okay. That's because that was huge introduction and you know basically set the course for what I wanted to do for years. But the i okay. and the iPhone. I'm going to give you three answers. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Because I was at the I was at the the iPhone introduction. Um, which was my first? Oh, you were that? Yeah, my first MacWorld. That was the first one that I went to, and I remember. I, said, oh, I think I said. Awesome. To, I think I said to Gruber after it. I was like, "Are they all like this?" Because <laughs> this is yeah, amazing. No, they're not. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, so you were spoiled from the yeah, get go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I guess my real answer is that is that Mac SE. Um, okay. But the other two are close runners up. <laughs> okay, John. John, thank you for doing. Thank this. Thank you very this much. Is, this is it. It was nice. Nice talking to you.